advice for entrepreneurs? Uh, I'm not really a, a advice person because, like, uh, I, don't, I don't really think, like, advice is that helpful to mm. most people. One, they're probably not going to do what you said anyways. And two, it's like, uh, it's kind of a hindrance sometimes. Mm. And so, but, like, if I, if I um, had to, like, say something to someone, yeah. it, it would be... Uh, Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it. We live it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast. My name is Andrew Roberts. And I'm here with my co-host. Matthew Taifke. That's right. Um, and uh, today, we're excited to be back in the studio. We have an awesome guest that we're really excited for you guys to meet, Lamar Cannon. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, of course, buddy. Thanks for coming. Um, so, uh, like I said off air, we kind of want to dive into your story. Um, so, where are you from originally? I'm from uh, Odessa, Texas. Really? Yeah, it's uh, out there with oil and football. So. Yeah. yeah. So, you played football growing up? Uh, I did. Uh, I played like a few years in middle school, but okay. my parents never let me play and, uh, really? when I was growing up because it was like, I thought it was dangerous or something. Sure, yeah. Because uh, there was a problem at the time where coaches couldn't teach the kids how to tackle, so a lot of kids were getting hurt. Oh, wow. So, I didn't play until like I got in middle school. Gotcha. But by that time, I was already like in love with basketball. Oh, okay. And so, but the funny thing is, is like, uh, since I didn't, I didn't play, but then my brothers started playing at an early age, so they were like traveling all over the United States because they were so good. Oh wow! And then both of them went to college to play football, and one of them in the NFL right now. Oh so, no way! Yeah. Wow, so it's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. So younger brothers? Yeah, they're both younger. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Gotcha. My uh, my parents similarly did not want me to play football because it was dangerous. And they didn't want me to get hurt. <laughs> and then uh, so I let that go through Pee Wee, and then middle school, I said, "Listen, guys." I need some friends, so I'm gonna play. <laughs> I'm gonna play football. You guys can't stop me. Um, they ended up enjoying it and loving it. Um, but so you said you played basketball. Yeah, basketball. That's awesome. Did yeah. you play collegially or? Yeah, I played in college. Really? Uh, I, I was all right. I just shot threes all the time, and not, <laughs> that's, I mean that's how you went. Every now and then, and I didn't play any defense, so that was probably part of the problem. <laughs> it was kind of like James Harden, but like. Less, not as good as James Harden. <laughs> so like, gotcha. a, a bad version of James Harden doesn't play on the NBA. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I'm a bad version of Tom Brady. <laughs> um, so where did you go to college? Uh, I went to the University of Texas Permian Basin. It's out there in Odessa. Too. You gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you? Was that? Uh, I guess your choice. Did you want to stay closer to? Oh uh, yeah, like uh, well, when I was in high school, like my senior year. I was, like, doing all this research and trying to find, like, what's the highest paying jobs and stuff like that. And, sure. like, things that I thought I would like. Uh, but then I realized, like, you don't really make money until, like, after you have experience. Mm-hmm, yeah. All the highest paying jobs were, like, you have to have 10, 10 years experience and stuff like that. Right. And so um, I was going to, like, skip college. And uh, when I was 18, I was going to just start businesses. And then I was like, well, if I have four years of running businesses, by that time, I'll probably be doing better than, like, somebody that just graduated out of college. That's smart. Um, and then, uh, so that was my plan. So, like, there's, like, colleges wanted me to, like, play basketball there and different things. And then uh, since I'm from Odessa and that college is there, then the coach from that that college, he kept uh, talking to me and uh, – Keep, kept inviting me, and I was just, mm-hmm. like, down the street uh, across town from where I live, so right. I went and checked it out, and then I uh, told him I wasn't going to go, and then, like, the day before, uh, 
the last day that I could say yes or no, uh-huh. I called him up and said yes. And I was like, man, I might as well just play basketball and uh, go to college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have friends going to college too? Uh, yeah, a lot of my friends went to college. Okay. Um, I mean, that was a big determining factor for me, I guess, because like uh, when deciding on whether to go to college or not, it was like, well, all my, all my peers are doing it. Yeah. So I was like, that's honestly why I did it. I didn't really have a sense of direction one way or the other. Um, but you said you kind of like were thinking about not going to college and starting businesses. Yeah. What, uh, I guess, spurred that idea or what, what made uh, you think of that? Uh, it's it a few things. I think it's like naturally like uh, I've tried like working at, at companies and stuff. I got my first job when I was uh, 15 or 16. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I, re- I realized over time that I'm not a good employee. Oh. Uh, so... Uh, there's only uh, one thing you can do, two things you can do is one's not work and two is start your own business. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, I had to just figure that part out. But, uh, we, we were, it's funny cause we were joking about it this Christmas when all my family was together is, um, when we were growing up, me and my brothers, we had chores that we had to do. Yeah. And, uh, there's like a big joke in the family cause I used to always make deals with my brothers to like do my chores for me. So, nice. uh, we, back then it was like basketball cards and uh, different things that were, like, pretty cool. Sure. And so we'd, um, so I'd get those just because I knew my brothers wanted them. And then I'll be like, if you wash the dishes for me, I'll give you this Emmett Smith card. All right. And, uh, <laughs> so, like, uh, we made deals like that. And uh, it's funny because everybody thinks, like, uh, they weren't really good deals. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody makes a deal that doesn't benefit them. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. yeah. Um, Matt had a similar story about he didn't want to, you didn't want to go to college, right? Mm. And you started working when you were 15 or 16. Yeah. Um, but the reason why you went is because your mom was like, yeah, you, you got to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel the same way, though, with doing deals and stuff. Like, me and my brother are always betting or gambling or something. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, well, if, if I beat you in Mario Kart, you got to do my, you know, my chores for a week. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept, kept Stuff like up. that. Yeah, chores yeah. for a week. Yeah. And so, uh, and then so, like, I guess I always had it like, kind of, like, running in me a little bit to, like, uh, start businesses, be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I guess around that time when I was in high school, it was uh, uh, Trump had that show, The Apprentice. Right. And then uh, one of the, none of them were really that good to me, but one of them was actually pretty interesting. It was uh, people that... Uh, have four years experience running a business and they didn't go to college and then people that just graduated from college and they're like two different teams competing against each other right and then the people that had experience in business they're just like killing it really and then the people just out of college like all that college terminology and all that stuff that you don't need in the real world they're trying to use that didn't Mm -hmm. work and so of course the the other team the entrepreneur team we like kick kick their butts right uh that was like one of the things that got me thinking about that but Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting. And so thinking about, you know, I mean, obviously you went to college, but when you're thinking about kind of starting your own business, did you have a business in mind or did you just think, I want to do my own thing? Uh, no, back back then I would probably would have did something like with uh, clothing or like something like that where it's like uh, in college I actually had like a small business where like one of my friends was an artist. Okay. And uh, I play basketball, so one of my friends was an artist. And then, uh, so what I would do is I would go to the basketball players and tell them that we can uh, customize shoes for them. So we we get, like, plain white shoes, uh-huh. and then I'd take them to my buddy that's an artist, and then he would, like, paint on them and, like, make them look really cool. Yeah. And then that person would have, like, one-of-a-kind one of kind shoe. 
And then we even got like a few of them put in the mall and stuff like that. Really? And so it was pretty cool, but we didn't really make any money. But it yeah. probably would have been something like that. But um, is I just think it's like more about like to me like I've always been like an experimenter. Mm -hmm. So I just try stuff out. Like maybe what what you're doing is not the thing that works, but you don't really know until you try it out. Sure. And if you if you if you go by what someone else says, then uh, there's not really like you don't know if that's true or not. You just uh, it's more like you you just trust them that it's true. Sure, yeah. And then uh, and then I think doing things that way it doesn't really lead to like true understanding of what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah. I think that uh, that understanding is like really important. I think um, people that are good at business, there's some things that they understand that other people don't, and mm. so and there's some secrets that they know uh, the truth to that other people don't. Mm -hmm. um, and right now that's a lot of like tech stuff, like algorithms and like oh, uh, yeah. proprietary software and stuff like that. So, right. um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, what did your parents do for a living? When you uh, my mom, uh, is a teacher. Okay. And then, uh, my dad's, um, uh, always been in the construction industry. Okay. And so, um, he's still like building houses and stuff right now. Cool. So it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that is and, awesome. And, uh, he loves it. So yeah, it's, it's great. Um, so were you, so you just, you had two little brothers mm -hmm. and it was the three boys. That was uh, it? It's uh, two little brothers and then a uh, little sister. Okay. She's the youngest. Okay. And so growing up, I know you said you like wanted to learn from doing experiences and, and kind of not being told, um, but it sounds like, you know, your parents, you know, made you do chores. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, to yeah. an extent, there was, you yeah, know, yeah. being told, where do you think that came from? Was it from being the older brother and kind of being in that leadership position the, among the siblings or? The experimentation or the what? Yeah, what? like wanting to learn from experience and uh, kind of uh, do your own thing. Well, I think uh, it came from, I don't know where it came from. I just think I was just born with it because yeah. um, one, one funny thing that I used to do, uh, we're talking about all kinds of stuff this uh Christmas with the family and stuff, but uh -huh. uh, one of the things is that came up was uh, I was like 10 years old, and I used to order these uh, science books. They have like science experiments, and so um, every book has like different set of science experiments. It comes like a set of 20, mm -hmm. and then so what they would do is they would send you like a, uh, a little or ad in a magazine or something, and then you fill it out, and then they send you like five of the books for free mm -hmm. and then after that they automatically start charging you okay but i'm 10 years old i fill out this thing because uh, i want to get the the five science books for free and right. then i'm like all right after that we'll like cancel it somehow mm -hmm. but i forgot to cancel it and so like <laughs> oh, they kept no. sending these books so like even right now we have like the whole set of these books oh man <laughs> and then so like all these books kept coming they kept sending the bill and i was like freaking out i'm like 10 years old I don't yeah have money. i'm gonna go to and jail then, uh, yeah <laughs> and so i'm like freaking out i think i'm some kind of criminal or yeah. something and then uh and then like all of a sudden i stopped hearing about it and then uh later on my mom told me that she ended up paying for it oh wow and so but yeah it was like uh i used to ask a lot of questions and um my mom being like the teacher person that she is, yeah. um, I guess over time is one, they wanted me to learn. And two, it probably got annoying the amount of questions that I was asking. Uh -huh. And so uh, we had this uh, set of encyclopedias that my parents bought two different sets. Okay. And so anytime I had a question, I'd have to write like, I, like my mom would be like, look it up. And then I have to write about whatever I, whatever I was asking about and then give it to her. Wow. And so uh, that's really cool. yeah, that was that's pretty a, cool. That's an awesome way. And then so instead of asking, I just started looking stuff up myself. And uh, I was doing all these science experiments growing up. And 
my coolest one I did growing up was I created a, me and my dad together. We we uh, did a science experiment. I won first place in the in the science fair, but it was a a glass box, plexiglass, uh-huh. and uh, it makes a, a hurricane on the inside. Oh wow! So it's pretty pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, kudos to your mom for you know raising you that way for you know to figure it out yourself. Yeah. Um. So I guess fast forward to college. What did you get your degree in? Uh, computer science. Okay. Yeah, so was, um, I've always been interested in, like, technology and, like, computers and programming and stuff like that. I still do, like, uh, programming today. Like, really? I do programming stuff with Bitcoin and programming stuff with um, a little bit of, like, neural networks, like AI stuff. Gotcha. And it's just, like, stuff I do for fun. I don't make any money off of it. Sure. But it's, it's uh, interesting to me. Yeah. And what was the what was the goal with, uh, with getting that degree? Uh, the goal with getting that degree is, like, um, I knew, like, I wanted to start a company, and I knew that uh, technology, like, everything is going to be more uh, digitized than it is was back then. Mm-hmm. And so um, I knew that was, like, a, a good, like, combination of things coming together. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason I did it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and so graduating college, yeah. what was the next step? So in college, I got, I got an internship. Uh, working at a small software company, mm-hmm. uh, we did software development, like uh, projects for uh, uh, lawyers, uh, oil field, and different companies like that. Uh-huh. And so basically, what we do is we take like some of their processes that they're already doing, like maybe they have a secretary do all the stuff, uh-huh. and then we take those processes and like automate them for them, like using software. Got it. And so usually it's like some online portal that they can log into, and then uh, it'll make it automated. So an example is like. One attorney had like he was sending his his clerk down to or his secretary down to the county clerk's office to get like all the DWIs for the previous day, uh-huh. and then he would mark it to those. Mm-hmm. And so it was like this big manual process because she'd go write down the list, bring it back to them, and then they like hand make all these letters and then send them out. So what we did is we created like a um, a thing that like scrapes the county website, yeah, and then it uh, gets all the information. And then it, it uh, creates the labels and everything. So all he has to do is uh, go to log in and press print. And it prints all the labels. And then he could just, it, the letters and everything. So it was like automated process. So he just wow. wakes up in the morning, presses go, and then all the letters, all the letters go out to the, to the people. So I'm pretty sure he made a lot of money off that. So <laughs> uh, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so how did you, uh, I guess, jump from that or decide to not do that anymore and then get into real estate? Uh, it was like I was an employee there, so. Okay. Uh, so it was, it was, so you didn't like that? I didn't like, I didn't, I mean, it was cool for a while and like, I was like learning, discovering, growing, yeah. and then um, it came to a certain point where I was like, um, I, I ended up becoming like the vice president of operations. Wow. Whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> at, the, at the place. And, uh, and so I was like, I was like programming stuff, but as well, I was like, I was, um, I was taking like what we can do and like explaining it to, to the clients. So the CEOs of these oil companies and stuff like that. And then I take what they say and then we go back and build it uh-huh. because it was a little bit difficult to like, cause like some of the programmers, it's a, it was, it was like hard for them to like communicate with like. CEOs and like regular people because it's like sometimes difficult for them to understand why everyone's not as smart as them. Sure. And so uh, I was like bridging the gap right there. And then so, um, but the problem, the problem for me was that we ended up, uh, I ended up um, 
realizing that there's no higher that I can go unless I take over the company somehow, which is not going to happen. Got it. And then so uh, after that, I ended up um, uh, stopped doing that and then uh, started a marketing company in uh, Austin. So uh, real quick on that, I think it's interesting. Like you said, you helped create something and then you didn't get the full value out of it, but the company got that value. Yeah. I was thinking about this as you were talking, and it's the idea of being an entrepreneur it's not even necessarily um, that it's better or anything than another thing, but you, it's always exciting and there's yeah. always something new. And yeah. it, it seems like you were in that spot where that that wasn't there anymore. Yeah, the newness like stopped uh, being there, and the like the 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 learning stopped being there. Right. And then so like that's like a big thing. I think for the rest of my life, I'm always going to be learning something new because it's just. It's just something that I'm just fueled to do is like discover and learn. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that's exactly exactly it. So it was, it was interesting. Mm. Um, but then I started this uh, marketing company, door to door sales. Okay. Uh, so I started doing it for uh, or working at a place. I did it, and then like the goal was to start my own. So I got to that point, and then we had about twenty people um, uh, selling for us. Okay. And so we'd uh, go door to door to like. Um, uh, businesses, business to business, or it depends what client we had. So our clients were like AT and T, Staples, um, and then we go to like uh, business to business or like uh, residential house to house. So mm-hmm. it was pretty interesting because I the reason I did that is because I knew if I was going to be good at business, I knew I had to know how to sell. Yeah. And then uh, I was totally different uh, in terms of like socially at, at that point before I started doing that. So that's the reason I did it is because I wasn't as good as with talking to people and I always get nervous and like sure. stuff like that. So I still like being by myself most of the time, but <laughs> when I talk to people, I think it's, it's not, it's not a big deal anymore. Right. You feel more comfortable <laughs> with cool, it. Man. So you had something that you, you saw that you didn't feel comfortable with and you said, let me go dive in head first and, yeah. and get more uncomfortable uh-huh. to get through it and then feel great after. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I think it's, it, it was probably like the best, um, experience that I could have ever had in terms of like business Mm. and I think um if anyone's like no one's gonna do this but if I was like 22 or 18 right now um and I wanted to be good at business I would do door-to-door sales Mm. Uh, it's like the like the hardest thing you can do yeah and uh people tell you no but if you can handle that rejection and you can um learn how to talk to people and sell something to someone that never knew you were even coming, right. then I think you can do anything in business. So And move on, like, get that no, and then go to the next mm-hmm. door and not let that pass one affect yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. tough. And so uh, it, it kind of, uh, it kind of like, uh, teaches you if you're, what you're made of sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so it's just interesting. Yeah. But I, I did that for a while, and then, um, and then that's when I did, like, I was doing that for three years, and then... I did my first um, real estate deal. It was kind of like an accident thing, but I did my first real estate deal. And then I, I was before I did that deal, we're gonna open an office in Houston, another office in Houston. So I would have took like part of the team to Houston, and we would um, start doing the company out there. But then I, when I did that real estate deal, I realized that by doing that deal, and I spent like five hours on it, probably total, which is more than I should have. But um, I made more money on that deal than I made like six months of doing this company where I'm working six hours a week. Wow. I mean, 60 hours a week. Yeah. And then so I was like, man, this, this is probably better if I could try to figure right, something out. Yeah. Like if I can get lucky and do a deal like that, then if I know what I'm doing, I'll probably do better. Yeah. And then so I stopped doing that, started a real estate company, and then uh, we're doing residential stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was all good to go from there. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I'm going to put you on timer real quick. Um, I'm just going to move this a little bit so it's more in front of you. Okay, cool. Um, so how did you, how was how this real estate deal an accident? And like, can you walk us through what happened? Uh, yeah, so it was basically, uh, I overheard some people that I knew talking about a house that they owned in a different state. And uh, they were talking about, uh, it was about to get foreclosed on. Okay. And so, but they had a house that they were building. They had one that they lived in. They probably wouldn't need credit for the rest of their life. And so they're, they're like, didn't really care. And then so I realized that they didn't care. And then I started asking questions about the house. Like, it's worth 80000 They owe 40000 mm-hmm. And the house is in decent shape. And I was like, there's probably some money to be made there. So I didn't know what I was doing. I never heard of wholesaling. I never heard of any of that stuff. But, um... Uh, we ended up, uh, I ended up telling them that, um, if we, if you let me make the deal happen, then yeah. you guys don't get foreclosed on and then I get the profit. So we both benefit uh-huh. and they're like, cool, if you could try it out, see what happens. And then, so I tried it out. And, uh, so what I did is like during that time, it was when, uh, the banks were like foreclosing on a lot of stuff. And like, I think it was like 2008, 2009, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. the banks were like foreclosing on all kinds of, um, uh, houses. Yeah. And so I was like, they probably don't want to get any more. So uh, I called the, the bank and they're telling me that the house is six months um, past due. Yeah. And then um, that uh, they're telling me that uh, they're going to foreclose on it. And then I was like, all right, well, what we'll do is I'll start making the payments. Um, but what can we do about this past due amount? Because I'm not going to be able to put all that money in. And then so basically uh, what we end up doing and negotiating with them is that they move all those late payments to the end of the long term. So I made the loan current, and then I just pay the uh, mortgage every month. And so I ended up having to pay the mortgage for three months. Okay. But then we ended up uh, selling the house, um, and then I made uh, some some amount of money. It was pretty good. Oh, wow. And then, um, uh, and then from there, I couldn't really... F- in my mind, I couldn't really figure out how to, like, duplicate that because I was like, I'm not going to just overhear people talking about this ever again. <laughs> right, yeah. So, uh, just got to listen more. Drop <laughs> <laughs> on every conversation. So it took me a little bit, but I ended up uh, starting getting into wholesaling okay. uh, and stuff like that. So uh, And so uh, at that point, did you know the term wholesaling? And then start, like, looking into the... Uh, no, I didn't know that. I was just like... what? I, what I, the, the funny thing is what I thought I was going to do is I thought I was going to uh, market for deals, find a deal, and then hit up an investor, and they pay me, like, $200 to, like, give them the deal. Uh-huh. And then I was like, yeah, I'll just do, like, a 1000 of those a year. It'll be great. Sure. And then uh, I, I found out it was much more difficult than that. Yeah. And I found out you can make more money per deal than that. But, like, I was searching the Internet trying to figure out, like, if anyone's doing anything similar to that. Uh-huh. And then uh, I found out about uh, wholesaling and then, like, with me, whenever I learn something, I just try to learn, like, the basic, like, technical parts of it. Sure. And not the, like, how-to uh, opinion part of it. Okay. And then, so, I learned the basics, and then we just start going. The first deal we got. Well, I got lucky, because, like, uh, I had all this, I had some money in stocks. Okay. And uh, I was, like, always been investing since I was, like, in uh, high school, college. Okay. But um, I had this money in stocks that I didn't want to take out. And then, uh, so I called a few of my buddies, two of my buddies, and then, so there's three of us, and then I was like, hey guys, I'm going to do this real estate thing, uh, we each put in $500 each, and then I'm going to send out these direct mailers, and then we'll we'll get all these deals, and see what happens. Yeah. And so we did that, $1,500, we sent out the mailers, 
and then we ended up getting uh, three deals off that. So oh, nice. Everyone made uh, everyone ended up making like ten grand each off their problem. No. <laughs> and then, uh, good and then we started we started doing the the pro forma, the projections, uh-huh. and then we're like, all right, every thousand dollars we spend, we're gonna make. 30,000, so like in, in a year and a half, we're all gonna be billionaires, so it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't work out. It didn't work out like that. Yeah. But uh, we just got a little lucky on the law of averages at the start, so. Sure. When like, was this? What, what year do you think? Uh, I think this was like 2013, 2012, 2013. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. And so it was a little different back then, and uh, Eastside, we're buying uh, stuff over there for like fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 for like seven, 8,000 square foot lots. Yeah. Which right now, those are like two fifty and up. Right. Uh, depending on where you are. It's right. crazy. Man. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, we got lucky, but we'll see. But it's, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So were you? So did you like form a little team with your buddies, or was it just you uh, kind of we, doing all the work? We ended up. Uh, I was doing a lot of the work uh, because I wanted to. Yeah. And I liked it, but everyone had something that I needed them to do. Sure. And so. Um, that they were good at uh-huh. and that, that that added value. And then so we, we uh, all three of us, after those three deals, um, we like formed different two different companies, me with each of the, one of one of the guys, each mm-hmm. one of the guys. And then um, uh, we're trying to do some commercial stuff with one company and we're trying to do some, um, uh, we're doing residential stuff with, uh, wholesaling stuff with the other company. And that's where all my time went. Okay. Um, and then, cause like I started understanding that part first and faster Yeah. and then the commercial part is a little bit like we we're getting like good leads and stuff, but then, uh, we couldn't, we, we weren't making the deals happen. Okay. Uh, we we're, we we're like, uh, it was like, we we're both like not fully committed to that company. Got it. And so we didn't spend enough time to make the stuff happen. But as I look back on it, like if we would have, there's like three really good deals that commercial deals that we got that we didn't end up doing, but if we would have did those three deals, uh, we would have made more money than like seven years of uh, oh, man. a really good wholesaling company come on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, learning and lesson, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a good learning lesson, but like hindsight's always twenty twenty. Sure. And so I don't really regret anything or I don't ever have any, um, like I wish I did this or anything like that. Yeah. Because um, once you start changing stuff in the, in the past, then like everything's different. You have different lessons, different knowledge that you, that you, that you retain and stuff like that. So, right. Um, yeah, I think it, it ended up working out pretty well. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's all it's all perspective. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's definitely. like you you got to choose to enjoy today, and so why would you want to change the past? Yeah, if yeah, Like yeah, you're happy today. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so over the since you've been doing wholesaling for you know a while now, how have you seen? Obviously, the the Austin market has gone up, but like how have you seen wholesaling change, and has it become more competitive, tougher? Um, what I guess what do you have on that? Oh uh, well, my goal has always been to to do commercial um, because okay. I want to own commercial, um, do all, everything I can with commercial. That's the kind of deals I want to do because you can do, it's like a more concentrated way to do real estate. Yeah. And so uh, starting with residential, the reason we started with wholesaling is because like in my mind, I was always like the number one thing is acquiring the deal no matter what type of deal you're doing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not good at acquiring, then I have to pay someone else to acquire it for me, which is reducing my return on the investment. Yeah. And so I was like, if I get if I get really good at acquiring these deals that no one else can find or being the first to get them on the really competitive areas, then um, whenever I move to something else, like if we're good at finding the deal, then like nothing else really matters. Like if we can 
find stuff for 50% off, like it doesn't really matter that much how good we are at like the the technical parts of it. If we can get something for half off, you could probably just sit there and, and leave it uh-huh. and not really do much and still make money. So, mm-hmm. um, but like, of course, we want to be good at, at the whole thing. Right. But if we're good at that part, then that's what that's what mattered to me. So we did that, and then uh, uh, for about seven years, and then over time, what's changed is oh, so basically, like I always thought that wholesaling um, and like off market properties was a a dying business. Uh-huh. So even when I started, I was like, this business is dying because one, the barrier to entry is really low, and two, it's like one of the only. It, only types of business where someone can uh, be like a in some totally different industry, not know anything about real estate, and then come and uh, make ten thousand dollars in a few weeks. Yeah. And so I was like, well, there's no other industry like that. Mm-hmm. And then that there's a reason that doesn't exist because companies come in and 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 arbitrage the rest of that 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 spread away, and then they can scale a lot better than like uh, Tom's real estate company. Right. Yeah. And so. Um, and so I was, like, always trying to, like, just, like, the whole point of it wasn't to make money, even though we did. It was to get good at finding deals mm-hmm. and good at marketing and talking to people and getting them to uh, come to agreement. Okay. And then so what I've seen change is, like, since the barrier to entry is so low, people follow the money. So if people hear about, like, oh, my friend Bill made $5,000 because he found this house and connected to an investor – then like now I'm gonna do that, and then like everyone starts doing it. Everyone's doing training courses. People that can't do it start teaching, yep. and then it's like this whole big thing, and it's like everyone's doing this, and then so when that happens, like basically we compete away all the profits. Mm-hmm. So like a deal that you would have got for a hundred thousand, now you're competing with like five other people, and now you're so whoever gets it has to pay one twenty. So now you would have made thirty on that property, and now you're making. Uh, five maybe I don't know right and then so that when as you compete away the profits then it eventually comes to the point where no one makes money like very few people make money in that in that industry yeah and so and the other thing to add to that is companies uh certain companies like uh open door and like zillow and stuff like that got into the home buying game mm. uh-huh. and then so they're much more they, they're able to pay more because they get better debt right and then they also uh, are scaled much more as well scale they're better at scaling so yeah. um uh it's just uh it makes it a lot more difficult it's still it's still able to be done right now but sure. it's not as um it's not as simple as it was at not one as point. easy you can't make <laughs> as much money yeah so over time it uh my, my theory is correct that it's like a dying business i don't think i'm like Ten years, most most people will be make, able to do like wholesale deals the way we do them right now. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's cool that you saw it coming early on too. Yeah, it's but it's just like a, it wasn't like anything special that I did. It's just uh, thinking about like how easy it was for me to do it. Yeah, and then I'm like, well, anybody could do this. So yeah. if anyone can do something, then it doesn't really last as a business model very long. Mm. Sure. Yeah, it's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, with I guess. Real estate, I know you were doing wholesaling, uh, or are doing. Um, have you invested in any properties? Uh, yeah, I invested in, in uh, all different types of properties. Um, but I think the, uh, like, my theory, it's been this way since, like, 2015. So I'm probably not doing too good on that bet. Okay. But uh, my theory is, like, the market's going to pop sometime soon. Okay. Um, and so 
I haven't been right for four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In that four uh, years, have you continued to invest? No, nah, I sold oh. it. So I start selling everything because, like the the thing is, is I want to build cash for when the market drops. Sure. Because uh, if the market drops, I can make more long term, get better deals. It becomes a buyer's market. Right. Uh, right now, it's a seller's market, so you're overpaying for things. You're trying to think. People are thinking of weird strategies to make deals work and justify the high price that you pay. Yeah. And in that case, it's like. Um, Every time I've seen, I've studied markets, and every time I've seen that happen in whatever type of market, it doesn't really end well for the last round of speculators. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, so. Um, so you're right now. It's a waiting game for you with investing. Yeah, it's 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 right. It's a waiting game, but it's still like I'm still active in real estate. So yeah, everything we do is short term. Right. Uh, so we're doing. Um, um, if we get any properties that we actually buy and keep, then the goal is to sell it. Uh, as soon as we can to like reduce that re- that holding risk. Sure. Um, but my goal, like right now, I'm like, I'm trying to n- never do houses again. Okay. And so uh, I just want to do 100% commercial. Got it. And so I'm getting started with that and um, uh, applying the skills that I learned in residential uh-huh. uh, to commercial. So. Gotcha. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I know you, uh, the goal is commercial. Um, what is like the long term goal for you? In life, and I mean, whether it be in real estate or not. Oh man, I don't really like. Uh, it's, <laughs> Deep it's, question. It's weird because I, I, I mean, I used to be like big on setting goals, and like yeah. everyone says you used to set goals, but I don't really think it's like a required thing. Sure. Uh, I think uh, people just do what they like, and then some cool stuff happens. Right. And That's so, how I feel, man. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, I think, uh, but if I had to like. Say like all right, thirty or right, one one. I know I'm never gonna retire. Okay, I know that for sure. Cause yeah, I try to retire uh, and be like an Austin hippie for like uh, the last uh, a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and uh, I just hated it. There's like really? this, there's like this energy in you that like like I think everyone has like some energy that like needs to be applied to like that thing that you want to do, like yes. that thing that's, and if it's not applied there, it goes in all these different directions and it's just like messy. Yeah. And so, um, so I think I realized like I'm always going to have to do some kind of deals, buying or selling businesses, buying or selling real estate, investing in stuff and, uh, keeping stuff, growing stuff. And so, um, I ended up, uh, just realizing like I'm never going to retire. So that's not a thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think if I had like a, like at some point, I want to build like a uh, uh, a house that's like a, like Baroque style house, like uh, like the like the cathedrals and in Europe. Okay, cool. And so a house that's similar to that, like architecture style. Wow, that's like my favorite yeah. favorite type of style. Here in Austin, or uh, it doesn't really matter. I, I'd rather live like outside of, outside of a city with my, with land and like. Okay. Uh, some cows and like a little farm and stuff. Nice, uh, yeah. Riding around horses and stuff like that. So, right, yeah. yeah. I would imagine, you know, because I guess, you know, <laughs> the area that you grew up in wasn't like a big city. So, uh, yeah, it was. The big city might feel a little bit uncomfortable to you. Uh, no, it doesn't feel uncomfortable. It's just like I'm like a, a introvert. Okay. And so I like, I like my time alone. I like my time away. Sure. And, uh, and so I don't have a problem being by myself in a room for an hour or, or being uh, uh, in the middle of nowhere and stuff right. like that. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, but Odessa is pretty, like, there's like 250,000 people in that, in that area. Yeah. And so it's not that small. And right. so, but 
I'll, I've always liked the country. Yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I mean, uh, going back to what you said about not retiring, um, that's like, I mean, a huge buzzword in uh, the real estate industry is like, re- you know, retire early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, reach financial freedom, which yeah. we talk about a lot. Um, but also, you know, something that we talk about a lot is that like, we don't want to retire early. Yeah. Um, my wife took a, a little break from work uh, a few months ago and it was like, I, this is where I like saw it in real life was like after a week and a half, she was like, I'm so unhappy. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. And it's like, I, you know, was able to see that like people need to like wake up every day and have a purpose yeah, and yeah. like have something to like, I know that like, you know, goals, we talked about that. Um, aren't necessarily necessary, uh, but to have something to work towards. Yeah. That'll get you out of bed. Mm-hmm. And that is, like, where, I guess, maybe true happiness comes from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so happiness is, like, a, a, a difficult topic. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, like, a, a funny, like, a interesting, because everyone has their own viewpoints. Right, for sure. And then uh, there's there's no happiness without misery, because where the happiness come from, like, the happiness is the opposite, opposite. of misery. Right. And That's so true. if there's no misery, we wouldn't care about happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so, uh, and a lot of times, like, we think happiness is like chasing pleasure is happiness. Uh-huh. Um, but we, after a while, you realize, like, every time we chase pleasure, it's, it's like an endless chase. Uh-huh. And there's always something more that we can try to try to go after. Right. And so, I, I don't know. I have my, I have like some, some views on it, but. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Um, well, uh, do you have any other questions before we uh, close out? No, just, I guess I would say uh, advice for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, uh, advice for entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm not really a, a advice person because, like, uh, I, don't, I don't really think, like, advice is that helpful to mm-hmm. most people. One, they're probably not going to do what you said anyways. <laughs> and two, it's like, uh, it's kind of a hindrance sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, but, like, if I, if I, um, had to like say something to someone. Yeah, it, it would be. Um, I'll just ask them the question: Is what what is true? Mm. And if somebody's can answer that question and whatever they're doing, then uh, it's a little bit better because I think sometimes um, when when we're going through things, we we do a lot of actions based on untruths, sure. like beliefs that we have. So there's two things: you either know something or you don't know it. And if I believe something, that means I don't know it because. If, if it's true, then I know it. You know? Cool. That's great. So, I love that. Yeah. Well, that makes me think. I want to ask you another question. Yeah, What's yeah. your views on, like, faith? Because you said if you believe something, that it's not true. So do you ever put faith into anything? No, no. If you be- okay. But, but, well, if you believe something, then, like, you're, t- you're saying that you don't know if it's true, but you're wanting it to be true. Right. You're hoping that it's true. For sure. And so, but... If I believe something, it doesn't mean it's true. Got it. If I believe something, it doesn't mean it's false. But in terms of like, what was your question? Spirituality? Religion? No, no, no. Just like on faith in anything. Faith in anything? Yeah. Not yeah, necessarily if, religion or... But if, or, I, if I have faith in something, so I'm not like a person that doesn't have faith or doesn't believe in things. Uh-huh. I'm just a normal person like everyone else. Right. And so, but I think like when I have faith or when I have a belief, uh, basically that's me hoping that something's true so I have to explore it to find out what's is it is it really true mm-hmm. because if I do like if my actions are based on a belief and that belief is not true then that, the cost of that is really expensive sure. because it may take me the rest of my life to figure out that that's not true yeah and so 
I think uh, that's that's that. So if there's something that I believe, I deeply explore it until I figure out like what's the what's the truth. That's why I mm. think experimentation is important. Yeah. And so, but that's I think good. the truth matters more than anything because the truth is um, it's true no matter if we believe it or not or if we know it or not. Right. And then so. Uh, might as well figure it out. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, I love that too. Um, well, Lamar, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, for our listeners, how can they find out more about you? Uh, they could just uh, uh, hit me up on Instagram. Okay. Uh, that's probably what I, what I use the most in terms of social media. Okay. Uh, my Instagram is uh, Lamar Dealmaker. Lamar Dealmaker. <laughs> I love it. Dude. That's awesome. Cool. Um, all right. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, to our listeners. Signing off. See you later. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Cool.